no heat got all of that one. He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left, and he's going to... Looks like he's got about an eight iron. This crowd has gone deadly silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. <laughs> that's a little, that that's a little excited, though. That was, you know, uh, you went up a little high, right? Hello, friends. Hello, friends. Ooh, you, yeah, you a little softer. Yeah, you yeah, the, the hello was not good. <laughs> hello, friends. Hello, friends. Oh! Whoa. Oh, you got it! <laughs> that was great. Let's go while we're young. I just slice into the woods, a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. B-Y-A, Bushwood. <laughs> <laughs> no Corey today, but that's Casey Earl Flynn, and I am McGee. I and am here. It's the greatest week of the year. In fact, this is our anniversary. It is indeed. Two years ago? I was three years three. ago. Yep. Three years ago, mm-hmm. we did our first master's preview, and it was the first time you came on the podcast. And you, at the time, would come for all the majors. And that was the precursor to BYA Bushwood. Indeed. And here we are. So happy anniversary. Here's to you. To you, sir. <laughs> Mmm, delicious. And before we get started, I know we don't always talk about our cigars that we're smoking on on BYA Bushwood. It's not like Bet Your Ash, you know, uh, the OG pod, right? But I have one of my favorites, right? I have the Perdomo Champagne 10-year anniversary. It got, it was one of our inaugural Ashy Award winners. Mmm. and it, it's, it's like a go-to for me. I always keep a bunch in the humidor. Love it. When I first bought my humidor, I bought 10 of those. That, and I think that might have been my first cigar I had. Maybe. Uh, and the ma- I'm not joking yeah. that. It's a good and one. I was in love with it. Yeah. I loved it. But you but. just picked up a cigar that I haven't got to try yet. I've heard a lot of great things. I, I can't wait to try it. Um, It's called. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. It's called. I got to make sure I pronounce it right because it's it's uh it's like Swiss French in origin. The name, the Cavalier, Genevieve. I don't know if I did that right, but I did my best. Um, it's unbelievable. You like? I it? mean, it's yeah. I'm not a huge tobacco guy, so but it's just absolutely creamy, a little, just a hint of sweet, but it's. There's absolutely no bite in the back of my throat or my tongue or my mouth at all. It's absolutely it's the just, smoothest cigar I've ever had. It's it's definitely something I'm, I'm looking forward to trying. I've heard lots of great things. Um, it's unique. It's unique in that he puts a diamond a, a diamond on every cigar with gold foil. Now, it's like confectionery gold, right? So you can smoke right through it. It's not – it doesn't – That's what I asked you. I was like, do I? how do I take this thing like, off? You don't, and you, you don't. You smoke right through yeah. it, right? 
I remember years ago there was a company putting out blunt wraps that were gold that had like it was like twenty four right. carat yeah. or something yeah. right that and basically they used the same concept it's just confectionery gold okay. like that you would use to to spray on a dessert okay right uh, a lot of lot of bakers or, or pastry chefs well I bakers pastry chefs will use it um on different on different uh, desserts so no it doesn't it's not bad for you it's not like in a yeah. it, the, it probably doesn't affect the flavor or taste or anything. It's just there. Um, he also does some very cool imagery with gold and white. I don't know. It's just a very nice package. It's very clean. Very nice. And very, yeah. very, you know. Um, so I'm excited to try it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I am. Neil massive. and I were talking about doing having one on the podcast one week. So maybe we'll end up doing that this week or next week. I think you should. Yeah. Um, so greatest week of the year. It is indeed. Yep. Greatest week of the year, man. Last night was fun. National championship, the NCAA, you know, and then you got the beginning of baseball. You got, you know, everybody's like preparing for the NFL draft. So there's all kinds of stuff going on. Sam Darnold just got traded to the Panthers, you know, (laughs) weird shit, right? Yeah. But the Masters, it was weird not having it last year. Or I I shouldn't say, I I should say. In April. It was weird not having it in April last year. We did have it in November. Yeah. So our defending champ, I believe I had it. You did indeed. Dustin Johnson. And I, before he won it, I even said, the guy's going to win two. In Twice in a row. In yeah. six months or five yep. months or however long it's been. Mm-hmm. The point is, usually when you win the Masters, you get to wear that green jacket all year long. Take it with you wherever you go. And he only got to have it for a couple months. So he might not want to like... He doesn't want to give it up. His, his championship thing. So I have I have some other golfers in mind. I haven't like placed any of my bets yet. I, I figured I would use this opportunity of us talking to see if I should change my mind, right? Because I am definitely leaning towards Dustin Johnson to repeat. Okay? For sure. Um, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. I mean, we know it's going to be a little different. And then it was in November. <laughs> then yes. In, in normal, yes. normal times in April, right? Um, you know, we saw a harder, a harder uh, course. The, I mean, firmer, firmer course, or a softer course. I mean, pardon, yeah. pardon me, from all yes. the rain in yes. the in the seasonal rain in the fall. Yes. And so, the it, it it was almost perfect for Dustin Johnson or whoever to go out and set the scoring record. Exactly. You know? uh, it, it's not going to be like that this year. Precisely. It's no surprise that he broke the the record when it's the first time that it's in November ever. It's really not. It's not going to play like that at all. It's going to be a lot faster, a lot firmer. Um doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you fade DJ, you know, he can play on firm and fast too. Oh, you yeah. Know? oh yeah, he could score anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pro. Um, but yes, this anything, is going to be a much different course. It could, it could even than we saw in November. Absolutely. In a lot of ways, he might have more of an advantage on the on the harder, firmer grass than he did. Like, yes, he was able to go lower probably but, in November uh, circumstances, but yeah. he's probably got a little bit more of a of an advantage on the normal circumstances because he's that good. I totally agree. Yeah. But also because when you think firmer, faster, think of the fairways. Right. The ball can roll. Yeah. yeah. And he's a long ball, like plus, him and, and Bryson, and super accurate. I mean, 
I was actually surprised that he did better on the softer course for no, but that's how good he is because he has the iron play yeah. as well. Yeah, and he's just an impressive guy, man. He yeah. just is, and yeah, I I love him this week. Absolutely yeah. love. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a different course. Doesn't mean that it means yeah that he's not going to do well. Right, he's right, going right, to still right. do very well. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but. The course is interesting to me, man. There's still going to be limited fans, right? Yes. Like, there's not going to be yes. huge galleries or anything like that. So there's going to be certain grandstands not there and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it's a at least on the right schedule. And we're, uh, so the layout of this course is the the fans will bring. It will be loud enough to where on especially Sunday. The players hear what's going on because the course is a lot of, especially the back nine is so close to each other. It's tight. It's tight. When you're on 15 and you're vying for the lead and you hear a roar on 16 or seven, I mean, you hear it and they will, there's enough fans that they will, the players will hear it. And that brings a a huge value into the pressure and the whole, the whole ambiance of the whole tournament. So yeah, no, fans being back will be a factor, 100%, and, I, and I'm and i pumped that they are. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting that you brought up how, like, the back nine's tighter, and so everybody hears. Years ago, that wasn't the case. The reason the back nine's so tight is when they were trying to, quote-unquote, tiger-proof it, they were extending every hole. They were using up every inch that they had available to them Precisely. To, to, to redo the course. So years ago, that it wasn't. it might not have been such a, a dense... You yeah. know, uh, uh, back well, line, but now they've run out of land. Just, you know, yeah. so everything is they're using every piece, every inch of that property. They really are. Yeah. Um, I did bring up, yeah, I, you know, speaking of tiger proofing, it's sad that Tiger won't be there this weekend. Um, as a player, or even just to be there, uh, especially since Lee Elder is going to be the uh, what do they what do they call it? It's like the I forget the name of the, the 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 role he's playing. Yeah, so the honorary, wait, starter. honorary starter. Yeah. yeah, and that's pretty cool. They're doing that. I love that ceremonial first tee shot. And that's such a, I mean, it Masters just has all these just amazing, amazing traditions. Yeah. So it was traditionally who Gary Player, Gary Player, Arnold Palmer, and Jack Nicholson. Yes. The Arnold Palmer three. passed away a few, two years yeah. ago, I think. And apparently last year they just did, or three years ago, whatever, four years ago. God, it's what? time flies. Yeah. But last year they just had the two, the two guys teeing off. And in an interview, one of them, I can't remember which one. I think it was Gary Player, but who knows? Could have been Arnie. One of them said, oh, it'd be nice if we had the third person be Lee Elder. And then boom, there yeah. it is. There it is. Yeah. yeah. No hesitation. Um, it's it's important. He was the first first black man to ever play at at uh the Masters. Um, I I was reading about it earlier today. He went he went over and over. He didn't miss the cut in his, but it doesn't matter. He's the, he was the first guy there. It was overdue, and it it set a precedent. You know, absolutely. Um, it's going to be pretty cool. See, and that's of course I usually miss it because it's West Coast time or our time. It's like four in the morning, but. Uh, they do a good job on the coverage of showing 
And it makes me cry every time. Oh, yeah. Every time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I cry at least 30 times during. I've already started crying on Monday watching it's usually, replays of. God, I watched the replay of Phil winning in 2010 yeah. when his wife had breast cancer. I mean, it's usually just, Tom Rinaldi telling those stories. Oh. And he's just. It just, I guess, got tears like just streaming. I'm crying yeah. right now. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. this tournament makes me cry at least it's ten to fifteen, twenty. Azaleas. It just the, the whole, just the whole thing, man. No, no squirrels on the property. Like yeah. everything about it, it's just special. It really is. It's just special. And watching Lee Elder tee off will definitely make me cry. Yeah, hundred percent. It'll be great. <coughs> so, like I said, it's too bad Tiger's not there. Obviously, two years ago, he won it. The last time it was played in April, he won it. Uh, and it was an amazing moment, you know, and it's something we never thought we'd see again at times, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, hopefully, you know, his recovery is going well and, and, and hopefully he's, uh, you know, is able to hang out with his kids and do normal, you know, stuff at yeah. some point. And who knows about golf? That doesn't even matter. Yeah. No, his health matters. Yeah. His health matters. And I'm sure he'll be on the minds of a lot of golfers. Just Every brilliant. single one, I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think this is, you were saying this earlier to me. It's like the 85th Masters or something. It is indeed, yeah. 85th Masters. And have they ever had to completely miss a year? I don't think so. There was some. Maybe World War II or something? They took a year it, off? No, it was actually, I think you spot on. I think it was where they, I don't think it was a year off. It was when they didn't play it in April. They did not play it in November, but they had to push it back wow. to June or something, I believe. Wow. So, but they have, they've never missed a year. So it's been 85 straight years of the last. Yep. Nice. And while we're doing some background stuff, right? Who, like, is it like a famous designer that designed Augusta? Or is that just like some old course that just got renovated over the years a couple times or? No, it's super famous. Corey would have to be here for that, though. Yeah, he knows. He would know who who designed right. it. It's, it's not like a Jim Dye or whatever that guy's name is. Pete or, Dye. Pete Dye. No, I was it, play it's uh, I forget. That's okay. Um, it's it's. I mean, it's the mecca. It is. It's the mecca. Madison Square Garden is to basketball, or yeah. Rucker Park is to basketball. Yeah. What? 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 Augusta a National is to uh, it is just to golf. Is. Yeah. Hey, while we're sporting people out like Lee Elder, uh, I wanted one quick thing. The I watched the women's amateur at Augusta on Saturday. Yeah, it was this past weekend. I was absolutely enthralled with that tournament. Isn't there a young chick just, just drilling drives 300 well, yards plus? The, well, yeah, that's uh, the girl from Sweden. She lost by like a stroke or two. Wow. The, the girl who won was 17. The girl who tied went to the playoffs, shot three under at Augusta. Like wow. these, and she's not even going to be a pro golfer. She's going to be a writer That's from great. Wake Forest. Unbelievable for story. But that whole tournament, those girls are so good. Like so yeah. good. Yeah. Unbelievable. That was pretty cool, though. But I just love what Augusta's doing, even with the drive, trip, and putt. All this stuff is just, yeah. it's so cool, man. Kids, women, everybody is a, is a, is allowed now if they're the best of yeah. the best. And it's pretty cool what they're doing. I really like it. Um, it's a quick Google search answers my question. Bobby Jones and Clifford Roberts founded 
Augusta National Golf Club, and Jones, Bobby Jones, and uh, Alistair McKenzie were the two who designed the course. There's your name right there, Alistair McKenzie. Alistair McKenzie, yeah. and I mean Bobby Jones is a name too, but um, uh, but yeah. <laughs> they uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it was opened uh, open for play in 1932, and since 1934, it has hosted the annual Masters tournament. So we're talking right after, right after That's the true. Great Depression. Yeah, you know, it's been going on for a long time. Yeah. Well. Like I told you earlier, I committed to Dustin, but now I'm kind of wavering. So it's time for us to talk some golfers. Right. We always we always start with the fades. So who I mean, do you do you have a couple in mind? Like who are you thinking we should be avoiding gambling on this weekend? I do. I absolutely do. And as every every time I fade, I love these golfers. I'm just you, this is about money. Hey, That's none of it. these golfers are going to hear this podcast. Yeah. You don't have to like apologize I, in advance. Hey, fuck them all. all I right? want to start. Nice. I want to start with yeah. I fade Jordan Spieth 100. percent He's extraordinarily good at this course. He yep. finally won a tournament. Yep. Great. He won the Valero Open. Yeah, I like. I'm a hot so hand. pumped like that he's hand. back. But. He made so if he played the way he did to win the Valero Open, he yeah, would have got yeah. he wouldn't have made the cut. You can't do that fade. You, you can't, can't do that. You can't on rely this on that fade. And, and he, he was relying heavily on and he, there's something going on. There's and he issue. himself admitted that yeah. in so many words. Yeah. But no, it no. It's He's not going to win this tournament. Some of the criteria I look at include a history on the course, and he has a great history. He's one. He's got seconds and fifths he might have and the whatever. Best. I yeah. mean, per- oh, and because he started so young and started winning so young, mm-hmm. at the end of his career, we might say he's the best at Augusta ever. Absolutely, right? Because who knows? You know, like what the rest entails. But he's already probably led more led more holes than most golfers in their career. You know, and he's what twenty three or four or yeah, five or something. He's a young man, I think. No, but okay, yeah, one hundred percent. I agree with all that. I've so I just... like somebody who has a good history on the course, and I like a hot hand. Like he's coming off a win, but the way you're right, the way he was playing, especially on Sunday last week. Um, and by the way, you're my witness. They definitely did call you. I think it was late Friday or early Saturday, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Speed's gonna win this thing." And you were right. I was right. Um, that's that's true. I'm so glad he got a, a W under sure. his belt. Sure, I'm, I'm so glad he's back, back and he's been playing really well lately. So it's interesting that uh, yes, yes, the, str- the 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 stroke style he was using isn't going to work here. He's good enough, and he knows the course well enough to maybe not have to do that this week. But my, and you might have to exp- help me out on this one. But my understanding is golfers can't carry a book at Augusta. Their caddies can, but golfers during the Masters can't carry a book and look at a book. And what I've seen out of Spieth lately is he's buried in that book. Mm -hmm. There seems to be a safety blanket, you know, Mm -hmm. Linus from Peanuts type thing going on. And I've seen other golfers use it too, where they spend so much time in the book that way it helps them numb out all the extra stimuli mm-hmm. and then close the book, take the shot. You know, and it's part of their routine. And so some golfers, him maybe included, 
that's going to be taken away from them. That routine is going to be disrupted. And so, whereas, yes, he checks some boxes for me. For some reason, this book thing keeps coming back in my mind. And I feel like I, I feel like I agree with you. Like, you should probably avoid Jordan Spieth this week. And there's any guy that relies heavily on that book. So that brings me to tell you who my favorite is this week. I'd like to hear. Is Lee Westwood. Oh, what? Now let me explain why. His caddy is basically a club carrier. He's doing all of the analyzing, all of the uh, the golfing, and he doesn't have a caddy who's helping him with the decision-making and helping him with the thought process, and that's going to be a detriment when he can't carry a book. He can't open the book and look at things, you know? And I understand his wife knows, or fiancé or wife, whichever it is, knows talking about golf. I don't mean, like, I don't mean to say, that you, oh, what are you doing having a wife, cat? I don't mean to say it like that. What are, and I understand. I mean, some of these golfers are so smart, they don't really need somebody helping them. They don't need a caddy helping them. But this is the Masters. And I think not having an experienced caddy at this tournament is a very big deal. I, I disagree only because he's about to turn 48 years old. He's played this course so many times in his, in, not in a 26-year-old's world, but in a 48-year-old's world, he doesn't, the caddy gets in the way. Just like, what did, I believe it was Arnold Palmer, carry the bag and shut the F up. Like, he doesn't need it. He's played this course so many times, he I, knows exactly what needs to be done, whether he executes or not. I literally just said all of this that you're repeating. Right, I get it. I understand that he knows golf. He's literally forgotten more about golf than most other people will ever yeah. know. I get all that. And I am I do understand that the role of the caddy is evolving, right? Some Absolutely. of these golfers don't need it for the golf. They still need it for the mental mental aspect. For I do the, agree with hey, you man, on that. Chill yeah. out. You don't need to mm-hmm. stop trying to crush it. Just put it in play on this one. Yeah. Wait, wait. Ramp it up. You're hot. Go for that green. Whatever it is, you want a golfer. I mean, you want a caddy who has caddied the Masters before. Not just been a caddy, right? You want a guy who knows the course, who knows. And I know everybody's seen it on TV. Everybody knows Augusta. I don't know. I just, I'm, there's, there's about 20 to 40 people that really have a chance to win this tournament. Less, less, but yeah. right? Well, I'm being, I'm being 15, generous, but, right? And yeah. out of let's say twenty to forty, out of that twenty to forty, I'm looking for reasons to cross some names off here. I can't bet on everybody, yeah. right? And Lee Westwood is a name I'm, I'm crossing off because he's not, you know, because of not having a super experienced caddy. I think that's huge. I'll tell you, the only reason I would fade Lee Westwood is because I don't like the odds. I think he should be. Well, that's true. Too. I think he should be eighty to one, not well, thirty. I mean, yeah, that's but he's for, been hot lately. I know he's been hot, but he's forty-eight years old. I mean, and he's really good at this course. I get it. Context is everything. I was really, I was really excited for him to be up over fifty, and he's not. So I'm not taking that bet. Well, context is everything for odds, right? If if Brooks Kopka. Let's talk about Brooks, because that's another one I, I would I could argue it's a fade this week. He's 
literally had knee surgery like three weeks ago, four weeks ago. 28 days. Ago. Yeah, four weeks. Hard 30 four days. Weeks. Hard four weeks, right? So usually he's he's won the Masters? No. He won the he won the British and the US Open. He's won and the, the PGA. PGA and the US Open back to back. Right. And he he never won the British. Uh-huh. The Open, no. So but I remember he was the year that he won those back to back majors, he also played really well in Augusta that year. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a big game guy. He right? played well in November. He loved oh was, that's true. He was in the third in group the or something. Yeah, second or third in the group. Mix yeah. in November. He 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 loves the majors. He loves the big game, the big tournament. Normally, if he wasn't 28 days out of an injury, his odds would be 15 or 20. And I just saw it at like 35 or 42 or something, you know, uh, way higher than I thought it should be. I have it at 20, and that's where I just, I wouldn't put my hard-earned cash on someone that's injured, period. I'm not saying that I don't love him. I love him at this course. I love him at every major. I love him as a golfer. I see him at 25 on one side and 32 on another. I work hard for my money. I'm not putting a one cent on an injured player. And yeah. that is what it is. I mean, had again, had they had the odds maybe a little closer to, I was thinking more like 30 or 40 to one. Why are the odds not reflecting his recent surgery? Oh, I'm saying the odds are reflecting his recent surgery because he would be at 12 but to one not- or 10 to one. But this is my point about what you were saying about Westwood. It's odds are context. Odds are mm-hmm. uh, this. This natural number, oh, he's a, he's going to win one set of every 25 times. That's not what they're saying. It's it's about what the golfer's going through right fucking now, right? Yeah. And he is recovering from this injury, and therefore he's 25 to 1 instead of 12 to 1. Right? right and maybe that's f- what, and it's 10 bucks. It's the flip. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not yeah. saying bet on him or don't bet on him. I'm actually saying don't bet on him because he's injured. But my point is it's the flip of what's happening with Westwood. That's Westwood is playing so good lately. Right, he's in final groups left and right. That of course his number is going to be much lower than you would expect it to be. Just like Brooks Koepka is coming off this injury, so of course his number is going to be much higher than you would expect it to be. On the Lee Westwood thing, here's the bet: bet Lee Westwood to get second place, not top five, not exactly second place. If there's a bet out there to that, I don't I, know of anybody. I love it. I don't know anybody that offers runner-up odds, but uh, first runner-up odds. I, I've never heard of that, but it's probably, that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. But And somebody, you know, just talk to a friend. Be like, yeah, hey, I was going to say, if yeah. you can get it from your bar buddy yeah. or your friend, yeah, 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 sure. get those odds and get it at 50 to 1 and take Lee Westwood to get exactly second place. Yeah. That's what I would do. Huh. I, I have a feeling he is not going to have his best weekend. That's just how that's just how I'm picturing it or or envisioning it playing out. He makes the cut. Does he? Yeah. Oh yeah. Does he? Oh yeah. Uh, how many lobster rolls will you owe me? Oh, three. Three, I believe. Yeah. So I'm sure you're right though. I'm sure you're right and I'm wrong. I'm sure you're right and I'm wrong. Uh- <laughs> I'm pretty sure we pushed on the lobster rolls. Yeah, and then there was other lobster roll bets, and I won. A th- I got three to one on a specific lobster roll wager that we made at your house, and you owe me three lobster rolls right now. I can't wait. <laughs>
right, let's so let's now that we're into this this golfer. I wait. I'm sorry. Do you have other people that I you're do. fading? I, I want to hear. Them. I want to hear. Them. Um, Even if you just fly through them, you don't have to explain them all. Or, or give exactly. me short. Give me some just short explanations. Rory and JT. You're fading JT. I am. Wow, Absolutely. he was one of the people I'm considering betting on instead of instead of uh, Dustin Johnson. All right. First off, did you know that JT huge hip hop guy? Really loves the raps. Didn't know that. Oh, yeah, golf and golf and rap people are sneaky sneaky connections. Golfers love gangster rap, man. Love it. We talked about this on the very first BYA Bushwood. The golfers love gangster rap. But it was supposed to be part of the pod, wasn't it? I don't, I don't remember. I mean, we played we played a track then, but that's only because that's my friend's project just came that's out. Right, yeah, that's yeah. Right. It was never going to be like part of the pod. Anymore. I don't like him at all. I don't hate Rory, but I just no, wait, he's wait, not wait, going to with, win. Let's start with just. I know I said we'll go quick, but now I want to hear why. Well, you, we'll start with Justin Thomas. Why do you think he's not a... Why do you think he's a fade? He just doesn't play well here. Just that simple. He does not play well at the Masters, and I doubt he... I don't think he ever wins the Masters, ever. So, Tiger and Jordan Spieth aside, this is the kind of course it takes a couple visits to learn. It's very rare that you show up and you make the cut and compete, make a run at it right off rip, right? I'm, you know, maybe he's figured it out. Maybe he's got his reps under his belt. It's possible, but no. I just don't like him. I don't like him at all. Hmm. I watched his interview today. He doesn't have that. It's almost like it's not something that he cares to put under his belt, you know, like they, I want a golfer that wants this so bad, you know, I'm not saying that it isn't, he wants to win every week. I understand that, but this tournament to him, for some reason, just, he doesn't have that passion that a lot of golfers have to win wow. the masters. I don't see it in his, in his interviews, in his face, just in his overall demeanor he needs to change his and face and he just doesn't jt change your face <laughs> he just doesn't play well here so period and then what's your what's your kind of rationale with rory why why is he kind of on your fade he's list? still seeing ghosts i mean speaking of sam darnold <laughs> he's still seeing ghosts yeah. i mean yeah i mean I, he gets to that 10th hole and yeah, it, I mean, you it's in his can't. head. It's, it's in his head. head. And golf, God. if Corey was here, he would be right it's there. 90% between the ears. And when he gets on that 10th tee, he just has nightmares, yeah. literal nightmares. I bet Understandable. he really does have nightmares. And he'll play well, but he's not going to win. I don't think he'll ever win, actually. Wow. Um, and I mean, like, we mentioned earlier, there's other fates. I mean, like I said, there's only about 20, maybe 30 people that really have a chance to win mm -hmm. this weekend. And pretty much everybody else. This isn't the tournament you bet a long shot. Precisely. It's just not. So all those guys that are 60, 70, 80, 90, 101 plus, just don't. Just no. don't. You know, it's, it's just not worth it. Maybe you put a little tiny flyer on a former champ, like a Bubba. You know who's going to have a higher number? If than you're going to bet a people, long shot, that's a bet fine someone one. that's already won. That's won this before. Period. Exactly. Even a Danny Willett. 
You know, I bet you could get a great number on him right now. He's actually been playing well lately. Huh. Let's actually, let's, uh, let's find this out. So Danny Willett is at, I'm seeing him at 30 to 1 on two different sites. So uh, I have him at 250 to 1. Two hundred and fifty one. I have plus. Th- what are you talking? About? I have plus thirty thousand. Oh, three hundred to one. Three hundred to one. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> so he can definitely crazy, crazy European odds. Um, he could uh, like you know that if if you're going to take a long shot, look for a former champion Precisely. that's getting a big number. Um, and I mentioned Bubba while we're while I have this open. I see Bubba at a hundred to one right now. Um, that's Love a great it. bet. That's Absolutely. a great bet. You know, throw $10 on that and maybe make a thowie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's a nice bet. Or throw 10, it, 10 bucks on, on Danny Willett and hope to make $3,000. Like, that's look, fun. If you, look, if you look back at the multiple winners, so you look at Tiger and Phil, they're very spread out. You know, they didn't just win four years in a row or anything. Like, right. Phil won from... He won two in a row, though. Three? No, he won three, like 04, 08, 2010, or whatever. Oh, yeah, they're, they're um, spread out. Pretty spread out. So, like, I, I don't fade any for past conversation. Winner. Well, for conversation's sake, I, I'm seeing Phil at 150 to 1, plus 15,000. So, 150 to 1. Um, just because he came up in conversation, yeah. I figured I'd put it out there. Of course. But, yeah, I mean, there's a... There's also Patrick Reed, who's actually not a long shot, but I mean he's another former former winner. He's only I'm only seeing him at thir- sorry, I got the hiccups all of a sudden. I'm seeing him at 35 to 1 and at, mm-hmm. at 40 to 1 on another site. Um so like that's kind of that's, that's kind of a good bet right there. Great that's, bet. That's kind of the happy balance between the long shot and the guy that actually has a chance, yeah. right? And plus you have uh history on his side. And it wasn't that long ago. He was playing some really good golf at the end of the summer. And he, really he, good golf at the end of the summer. He's a hundred percent in that group of the twenty people that could win this right. tournament. And I imagine he's played the course a bunch. He went to college there and, and uh, at Augusta State. Is Augusta State is that the name of the school? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I imagine he's been on the course a bunch. You know? Plus, he's a former winner, so a former champ, so he's a member, right? So he's he's able to go back more often and practice on this course than most people can. Um, that's one of the benefits to winning this tournament is membership at Augusta. Uh, and it's not real membership. It's like previous champion membership. Yeah. It's kind of like its own classification, but um, you have access. You have access to the course. He also ha- is eating dinner right now, probably as we speak. Well, they're all eating dinner. It's well, the all the past game. winners. Right. And did you but see, that's a, that's did a you part. see the menu? I did not, actually. So... I was interested. In what that. are the little hot dogs with the the pigs in a blanket? Oh, there no. are pigs in the blanket on oh. the uh, on the appetizer <laughs> menu, and I imagine that's the only input Dustin Johnson gave him because everything else is kind of like you know fancy high end food. You know, you know, there's you know some filet mignons and who knows what else. But like the point is, there's pigs in the blanket as an appetizer. That's, nice. that's what's cool is that the former champion gets to set the menu. You know, uh, I love that. for that, it's great. But being at Every past champion says the best part about this weekend is being at that dinner. And I think the people that are still playing, it's really a, a 
man, you got to get fired up. It's a motivator. It's a motivator. It really is. And anyone in that room, I'm telling you, they have such a better chance to win this tournament than anyone not in that room. I don't know, man. There's the, there's something to be said for wanting it, right? Like you see it a lot in basketball where when guys are just getting in the league or trying to get that 10-day contract or whatever, they're busting their asses. They're diving for loose balls. And then when they get their big contract, you don't ever see them diving for loose balls anymore, right? Like there's a, there's a you got to want it kind of an attitude. And so I I don't I don't know if it's necessarily uh, a negative to not be in that room. I think there's a lot of people that want to be in that room. And in fact, I would do I, if I was on the PGA tour, I would organize a dinner for non-champions where we all go around the room, yeah. and be like, "Hey, how much you guys?" Yeah, you know how bad this food is. Like, I would have a really crappy dinner. You know how bad this food is. One of us, one of us, needs to get into the other room next year. You know, and and kind of rally the troops. Well, on that note, Greg, let's simplify this. Okay. On a gambling standpoint, who do you think wants it and has prepared and works harder than anyone on the tour to win this tournament? It's a very simple answer. Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> it's a very simple answer. Yeah, I mean, I would say Brooks Koka too, but, you know, he's he, this isn't his year. You know? It's an injury thing, but Bryson is going to win this tournament. That's my pick. I mean, he— You think Bryson's winning this weekend? He prepares more. It's his fifth time, so he has the experience, plenty of experience. Yes, this is—he's worked harder. He wants it more. He wants to be at that table— Next year on Tuesday night, more than anybody in this field, and he will win. Yeah. Really? Yes. It never even crossed my mind that Bryson DeChambeau would win this one. I mean, it's not even about the game. It's about the heart. It's about the passion. And Come that. On, You're He's reading- got it. He's got every Casey. tool. Casey. And he wants it more, and he works harder than everybody. He's going to win. He, it's not that he doesn't want it more than everybody. There's, there's, there are hundreds of guys out there that want that green jacket this weekend. Okay, that are, have been spending their entire lives preparing for this weekend. I, I, like I'm just saying, he might be, he might be very well suited uh, to doing well this weekend or whatever. But I, I, I refuse to say like he wants it more than every other golfer out there. Now he might want it more than Phil. Phil's rich and comfy, and you know what I mean? And he's won three times. You know, he might want it more than specific, you know, golfer A, B, C, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, nobody wants it the way Bryson DeChambeau wants it, because that's just not true. You know, there's a lot of golfers that want to go out there and win this tournament. Then I just think he worked harder for the victory that he's going to have this week. My thing, uh, my hesitation, I should say, my hesitation with DeChambeau really comes down to accuracy. Whereas when we brought up Dustin, we're like, hey, man, the guy hits it a mile, and it always lands in the fairway, right? Like, that's a big deal on this on this course because there's a lot of people that'll take 10 yards off their drive to make sure they're in the fairway because the second shot's so important. Yeah. So I just don't necessarily, you know, by that Bryson is is perfect right here. I, I don't I don't think he's perfect for this course. 
I do think Dustin Johnson's perfect for this course. I do think that, like, style-wise, like, I, I do think Brooks Kopka at 100%, style-wise, perfect for this course. 100%. My guy Matsuyama, perfect for this course. Um, there's fucking... Three days out of the four. Gary Westwood has, like... I mean, sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to say that. I, I wasn't even talking about Lee Westwood. I was saying Gary Woodland. Yeah. Um, Gary Woodland, like, he's, like, the perfect game for this course, you know? Um, so I just don't know if, I, I mean, I hear what you're saying about Bryson. I respect your opinion fully, obviously, but I don't, um, I just don't see it. I just don't see him as somehow more or better prepared or anything. I think that he has a chance like a lot of other golfers, yeah. but he shouldn't be eight to one, nine to one. I think he should be. 14, 15 to 1, well, you know, uh, a little bit further back, you know. I do agree with the odds are, are tough, um, especially going up against DJ, you know. I mean, obviously, we've been on DJ since the day after he won, We or, or before he before even won the in November. Before started, I called it. And I am changing. I'm changing. I think. I think Bryson is going to do it. I really do. I think he's, it just takes it. He needed a lot of people forget about his first time here. He was about to be the 54 hole leader. He was on the 18th hole as an amateur and he duck hooked it on 18. And I believe he got a double bogey, maybe even worse, maybe a triple or something. So he ended up not being, and then he had a rough Sunday because, I'm sure he was still, you know, thinking about that crappy drive on 18, but he's played well here since the first time he's ever played here. And now he's like leaps and bounds past what he was then. I really think not only he wins, I think he could really run away, run away with this. If DJ doesn't have his best stuff, and if DJ does, I think we're going to see one of the coolest head-to-head -head Sundays ever. Maybe. Because it's going to be both of them, four strokes ahead of everybody, basically playing match play, and it's going to be awesome. And that's how I picture this tournament going. DJ, Bryson, last group, right down now, to the wire. Right now, I'm seeing Bryson at a plus 1,100. So it's gone up a ton. Yeah, I have 12 on mine. But. Okay. And then I'm seeing Dustin Johnson at plus 900. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Know, and that's, I mean, obviously, he's the returning champion. Yeah. You know? uh, so I brought up my guy, Hideki Matsuyama. And you're always quick to point out that he always has one bad round every tournament. But that's actually not true. I mean, he has, he's had some clean tournaments. You're just, you just like to be a shithead because, you know, I like him. <laughs> Um, Matsuyama is like second shot surgeon level, right? It's all about those irons. And this is a second shot course. And that's why I've always felt since he arrived in, in golf, I've always felt, man, he's going to get a master's at some point. Um, I am seeing him right now at 60. Dude, that's phenomenal odds. That's, that's a really wager good. that I might be interested in right there. That's very interesting. I I do like it. I don't think he'll win, but I do think it's worth the bet. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's great odds. And then if he's 60 to 1, then the top 10 
top five. Yeah, you're getting solid money on I love. Those, yeah. I mean, if you bet you Matsuyama, you like, got to bet him across yeah. the board. Yeah. Of course. Um, another, at least of Japanese descent, although he's Japanese-American, that I wanted to bring up is Colin Morikawa. Talk about the second shot master. Yeah, I mean, this dude's... Second shot surgeon, maybe. Uh, so it's his second time playing. Key. Which the is key. jitters are gone. Yeah, but it's also he still doesn't have enough time on the course. He needs the hours. I mean, if you look back at all the past winner, almost every past winner, they've played the course so many times. And I truly believe that's so important. I'm not, I'm fading Morikawa to win. I'm not fading him to. To do well. To, right, right. Yeah, he's going to do well. He's so an incredible golfer. I imagine he's played this course a few times over the years. Well, we talked about it in November. He chose not to come to the practice oh, round. Yeah, he just right. showed up. But he did and he is there now this time. Yeah. That's it, also it, it is something, something to, that's interesting in that, whereas second-time Masters guys aren't a year removed from their first Experience. Yeah, this is, it's they literally got to go in November and give it a run, yeah. you know, and get kind of get ready for this. So this, this then year. talking about Sung J M, Cam Smith, these yeah. guys tied for second. They were right there. They weren't far off of DJ. You know, had DJ not shot twenty under, you know, we'd be having a playoff with Sung J M and Cam Smith. I'm seeing Sung J M at fifty to one. The only problem with them. Where's your rash? Where's your? What's your thoughts on Sanjay? So, I love him. Absolutely love him this week. But the problem is in November the course was so soft, and they came in. Both of those players came in with not a lot of experience on the April Augusta, right? Yeah. And that's true. They don't know what it's like. I know that they know that it's going to play different, but, they don't but know I don't know if like, they have the game. Point. Like their balls were stopping when it hits the green. Yeah, that's, that's not the masters. It's like Cam Smith's 40 to one for, you know, for conversations. Yeah, I really, I, I love the guy. I don't. Yeah. 40 to one is pretty good, but the way this course is going to play is going to be so immensely different than that. And I I still do like Sung J.M. Um, and not Cam Smith as much, but um, it's just going to be a lot different than what they're used to. Right. And whether they could tell themselves all day they know it's different, I think it's going to kind of come into play where they're like, whoa, that putt was way different or that chip was way different. And I think they're going to make a few mistakes Almost because they did well in November. You see what I mean? I like, do. um, but I, I still like them. I still like him. Not he's not gonna win. Cam Smith's not gonna win. Um, but they'll play well. Well, I have some other there's some other people I wanted to bring up for with you. Oh yeah. Um and and I'm specifically looking at guys that have a little experience, you know. I don't. I you know. We don't want a rookie for all the same things that we talked about. And I've been thinking about this guy all week because I feel like nobody's really talking about him. Jason Day. I knew he's, you were going to say this. He's another one of those guys who's just 
great with the irons. Like, so he and if if he's if he's hitting twelve foot putts, it's over because he's inside at twelve all the time. The problem is he doesn't always hit the twelve footer, right? He always hits the six, seven, eight footer. He doesn't always hit the 10, 11, 12 footer. So, so in my mind, he almost is a past champion because he's got second twice. Like he is so, so close. That's why he's on my radar. I don't necessarily think his game is really top notch at the moment, but yes, he is very comfortable He's at this course. 55 to 1. And I love the odds. Exactly. 55 to 1. I love the odds on that. If you're like, if you're going to go over, he's not one of the guys that we're saying in the 20 guys that can win this tournament. So if you're going to go outside of that box, that's one of the only long shots I would take. Absolutely. I love Jason Day. Uh, he loves this course. He plays very well on this course and has since he was, I mean, since 11 years ago or something. Um, and, yeah, that's a great call. The other name that has popped into my head, and I can't seem to shake it, is Paul Casey. I feel like Paul K Casey playing well enough that if he dials it in, he could be right there. To me, Paul Casey's like the Danny Willett. So he's at well, they're that's but, funny because they're the same number, I think. Yeah. And then we say, oh no, Danny Willett's further away. Uh, Paul Casey's 40 to 1. I'm just saying that because he's the type of golfer that will stay around, just linger. And if the leaders, which is very common at the Masters, if the leaders yeah, fall off, fall off, Sunday. and that's how Danny will. I mean. He won no matter what. Yeah. Like it's not like Jordan Smith lost, even though that's how people say it. But Danny Willett was right there. He won, and Lee Westwood was right there too. And he didn't win. He botched seventeen. You know, and Danny Willett was just very. And Paul Casey's that way. He's very meticulous. He doesn't look at the scoreboard. He doesn't care what's going on. He's just gonna be. And he's playing real well, and he plays well at the Masters. I love that pick because it'll be a fun bet, too, because he's going to be just floating around the top towards the end. So it'll be exciting if you bet Paul Casey. I could almost guarantee that. Last name I want to bring up, and then I want to know some of the guys you're thinking about. Um, we, see him, we see him in the mix all the fucking time. Tony Finau. At some point, he has He's to like gotta break through. take something down, take a big tournament down. He's an anomaly to me. I just he's maybe one of the better athletes <laughs> at every tournament that he's in. He's at thirty-five to one. Uh, I I, just, I don't even know what to say about him. He's absolutely someone to think about. I just don't. I don't know. Oh, he needs to break through. He needs to get aggressive, though, at the end. He's not. His game isn't float around and wait for someone. He needs to charge because he has the game to do yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. So I absolutely like it, kind of. I just, he has never put in that charge and yeah. really gone for it. And 
I just think he needs to get aggressive on Sunday because he will be there on Sunday. We know that, but he needs to get aggressive. That's his game. He's bigger, faster, and stronger than all these guys, but it's like he kind of like sits back on the Sunday. He needs, if he wants to win this thing, he needs to charge on Sunday. Yeah. What are some of the names that you're thinking about that I haven't brought up? Xander. I mean, I see him at plus 2,500, so 25-1. to 25-1 to one is amazing. Talk about a guy who's going to be there. He is going to be in the mix. So, yeah, on a betting against Vegas standpoint, like, of course you want some action on him because he's going to be around. We know that. Yeah, he always is. And um, I really like it. I I just believe that, again, the more aggressive players like DJ and Bryson are going to run away from a player that just – but, yeah, talk about another iron just master. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. he's so good off the tee to put himself in the place where he could be aggressive with the iron. Yeah. And, and he does now have – he does now have the experience. I think he's got enough. I think this is his third or fourth, but and I think that's enough. I think when I say experience, I don't mean they need to have played it a hundred times. I just mean at least a few years in in competitive golf, not yeah. the practice round, you know. Um he has every single aspect of the game that will win the Masters. This is a, one of the guys I say a lot on this podcast. He will win the Masters one day. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. As a better, I would I would absolutely – I mean, you'd be a fool not to take him on the Masters for the next 20 years because he's going to win it at least once. Um, Who else? Um, there's a name I got in my mind that I wanted to talk about, but I'm assuming you're going to bring him up because you always do. So – Let's see if I'm right. Oh, Tommy Fleetwood. Really? Love Tommy Fleetwood. This weekend, He's huh? playing real well right now. And, Not wrong. Um, a lot of the, you know, talking heads talk about how. 70 to 1. It takes, like, with these European players to win the Masters, they, when they do win, it's when they've been on the. American tour for an extended period of time for yeah. whatever the science is. I don't really know, but um, probably just the grass and the sand and, and the altitude or whatever. But he's been really focusing on the uh, PGA tour instead of the European tour. And he's playing real well. He's been in the mix before uh, a few years ago. Uh, I really, really like him. I, again, I don't think he's going to win, but I really, really like him. I love him top 10. Yeah. Huh. So who am I missing? Who are you talking about? There's this narrative, and I'm not usually like a story gambler, but there's this story I can see playing out this weekend. John Rahm just had his first kid. And I know we're talking <laughs> about somebody's always having a kid. Somebody's <laughs> always getting married, whatever. But John Rahm... Showing up, taking it down, wrapping his kid in the green jacket, you know, when he gets uh, home. Yeah. Like, I could kind of see it. 
I don't know. There's something about John Rahm that's appealing. I'm seeing him. Um, I'm seeing him at twelve to one. So it's not like it's you're not making a ton of money. Um, he's he's a favorite, you know. But uh, there's something there's something there. I feel like let's just say if he wins this weekend, I won't be surprised. You know, I just won't be. So we keep talking about Danny Willett, but when Danny Willett won, he had just had a kid. His it, to the day, right. like four days before he was put, whatever, blah, 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 literally the exact amount of time. And he got there late, which John Rom doesn't even arrive to Matt uh, Augusta till tomorrow, which Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but John Rom has enough experience and he doesn't need to go play a bunch of practice rounds. He knows what the course is and he knows his game is far and away good enough to win this tournament. And now he's just so content that, you know, his wife is safe. His baby's safe. Everything's cool. He got to spend four days with his, and it's exact, literally exact words that Danny Willett said. He was like, I wouldn't have even came here, obviously, if my baby wasn't born yet. But once I knew that my wife and baby were safe, I could just play freely and just have fun. Yeah. And, the, and if, the flip side could be also be the case where you, you know, you have a kid and all of a sudden life is real, real. And you gotta you gotta feed a person forever. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, I better win this sort of it. You know, Dang right. there could yeah. be some of that too. And somebody is about to have a kid this weekend and said has been telling everybody in interviews, like, hey, don't bet on me because if, if the baby pops out, I'm, I'm out, out of here. Yeah. I forget who it is. But somebody um Somebody says has has said that uh, about this weekend. I, I can't. Well, remember. I was watching the Masters coverage the other day, and the I forget her name, but the woman on the she said it perfectly. She's like, "Well, what if you know he's just pumped that at least the baby came before you know, like had it had the baby not been born yet, he wouldn't even be there." So yeah, somebody's going he's just, through that. Right but he's now. free flowing right now. He's yeah. just. And yeah, life just becomes different and golf becomes different and you need to just go out and have fun and not, you know, be so stressed about, and he's, all he cares about right now is his baby. And I think he's going to go out there and play so smooth. I love John Rahm this week. You're right with the 12 to one. I don't love those odds. Oh, it might have been. It was Rom who was saying that, and then the baby came early. Yes. So it's not an issue anymore. I get it. I get it. I get it. Cool. I love Rom. That's a great, great pick. Yeah. I have in my fantasy leagues where I pick six golfers. Yeah. In every league, I pick John Rom, Xander Shoffley, Bryson DeChambeau, and DJ. And then two other, you know, whoever. Noted. But absolutely, yeah. Rom's definitely going to be in the top 10. Easily. Um, Corey couldn't be here. It's not COVID, but it's health-related. He, he had other things he had to address. And he had to take care of himself. Um, so, But he did text in his picks. He likes, and I can't believe we haven't talked about him this much. But he likes uh uh what's his name? Uh Connor. Connor's so, and this was my pick, which 
I love the you Corey and, and I are on the for same. First round for leader. Corey Connors, first round leader. I absolutely love that. And then he likes. Uh, uh, oh, maybe that's it. Corey Connors is who he likes. The whole thing. Oh, he likes. He's going with Jordan Spieth. You okay. guys never agree, though. So that doesn't that's surprise fine. me. Yeah, yeah. That's but fine. this first round leader, you're he gonna likes, get paid. He likes Corey Connors, Corey Connors. first round leader, and Jordan Spieth to win it all. He's gonna shoot a 66 the first day. That'll be all right the second day. Probably have a tough third, and then fizzle out on Sunday. But Corey Connors, first round leader. That's a moneymaker right there. Yep. And I love it. And I'm glad Corey thinks that too. And what about you? Who do you like? And uh, who do you like this weekend? Let's do it. Let's, let's, it's time to so go. So my pick is Bryson. You're just going to go with Bryson DeChambeau to win it all. I'm going on our league. Yes. I am taking Xander in another league and DJ in another one. But yeah, in our league, I, I love Bryson. Well, I mean, I I was really thinking about John Rom. I was really thinking about Jordan Spieth for a minute. Um, obviously, I was considering Hideki Matsuyama, but in November, I said Dustin Johnson's winning twice in five months or six months. I'm halfway there. Yeah, you know, so I'm gonna be a man of conviction. I'm gonna be a man of my word. I think you'd be a fool to not stick with your guns. No, I, I really up. think that Bryson and DJ are going to be in the last group on Sunday and it's going to be just an epic Sunday. It's going to be unreal. Lobster rolls flying There's all gonna over. There's going to be so place. many lobster rolls. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, I'm pumped. I'm stoked. Yeah, this is going to be great. Um, it's game time. It's the Masters. <laughs> it's the Masters. <laughs> Next year, we got to try to go. We got to try to go. We really do. I put in for tickets every year. I put in for tickets every year, too. I've never gotten them, but uh, there's other ways. There's other ways, my friend. All right. Well, BYA Bushwood in the books. We'll be back Sunday. Okay, we'll see how sober Casey is. We'll see how Corey's feeling. It might just be me. Me and a mic. God, I couldn't even imagine doing a solo. Just me and a mic. I think we should do it on the... uh, the ground floor of the Casey's abode. I'm not going to your house again, dude. It's not snowing. <laughs> um, no, man. Well, you only want to record it there because you want to be able to drink more and not have to fucking come here. I can't wait to come. It's going to be a blast. Come watch the second the 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 back the back nine with me uh, for the leaders upstairs, and then we'll come down and do the pod. I love it. All right, and hopefully Corey's feeling better. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to do it right. So there it is. BYA Bushwood Masters Preview. All right. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Gamble well. Make tons of money. And uh, if you got a problem, call somebody. 1-800-GAMBLER. There's other numbers depending on what state you're in. But um, if you don't have a problem, let's go, baby. <laughs>